Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Today, we're working on episode number nine, Productivity Tips. At the time of this recording, it's a few days before Christmas, and so I can freely admit to you, life is a little bit crazy because I've heaped on way too many expectations on myself. I do learn the older I get to lessen this a little bit, but I'm still super guilty of it. I always think I'm going to do way more than what I really do, and then it gets to be a couple of days before Christmas and I'm like freaking out. How am I going to get all of this stuff done in time? So this year is no different. We have family coming into town. We're hosting Christmas Day. My husband is working up to the last minute. I'm working up to the last minute. Kids are home. Life is a little bit crazy right now. So I'm going to go over seven tips that are kind of the keys and foundations of my business Um, And these are tips that you can implement into your regular routine throughout the year, of course. These tips are meant to save you time. They're meant to keep you present, keep you focused, and they're just easy to do. So these are tips that I actually do in my everyday life. Um, A lot of times people will be like, how do you get so much stuff done? Because I do have a pretty packed, jam-packed life. And you know what? I use these tips. I I just try to be very present where I'm at and really focus on being very productive. So back to it's a few days before Christmas. Here's an example. So we came into the Christmas season. Life was a little crazy in 2019. I'm not going to lie, especially for my career slash work bucket. So if you follow me, um, I... uh, teach time management, and I divide my time into what I call time buckets. So one of those buckets is my work bucket. Super crazy year. This is the year that I stepped away from working with clients. Um, I did not take on any new clients this year. I still manage some of my regular clients. I've really tried focusing on building a team of amazing organizers out there supporting my team of organizers starting this podcast. And then I did make a little bit of a shift and get my real estate license this year. So that's kind of where life has kind of ended at the end of 2019 for my work. So here come the holidays, right? So about a month ago, I was in the grocery store with my youngest son. And at the checkout line, we saw one of those magazines, um, the holiday baking magazines, where it's like, you know, cookie recipes. And so he asked if we could buy it. And I was like, you know what? Sure. My kids love to bake and they are not blessed with a mother who's a natural baker. I just, I I love watching the baking shows. I love certainly eating baked goods, but I wish I was more of a baker. And so I try to be for my kids, especially this time of year. 
So I said, sure, we'll buy the magazine. Threw the magazine in our car. We got home. He was super excited to look at it. And I said, you know what? Gave him a, a, a pad of sticky notes. And I said, go ahead and go through and sticky note the recipes, the cookie recipes that you want to do with mom. And we'll do them before Christmas. We're two days before Christmas and we've done one recipe in four weeks. So the reason I'm telling you this is that the first thing I want you to consider in productivity is stop putting too many expectations on yourself. I am, I know I should take my own advice. This is something I struggle with. This is something I will struggle with for the remainder of my life. I put way too many expectations on myself. And then I get super frustrated when I haven't, when I feel like I haven't met up to them. So I have to learn how to forgive myself. So if you can relate to this, I suggest you do the same. Stop putting so many expectations on yourself and learn to forgive yourself, especially this time of year. I think a lot of us do it. We just want to do everything. We want to make sure the, the holiday is so magical for everybody in our life. And sometimes we do it at our own detriment. So again, if you can relate to my story, I highly suggest that you just take a deep breath, pat yourself on the back, and just be like, hey, it's okay if we only got to one cookie recipe this holiday season. So All right, now on to my very first tip, and that is, it's related, my first tip is to start small and be realistic. Four weeks ago when I was buying that magazine, I should have kind of looked at my life and said, you know what, baking is probably not going to be at the top of my agenda for the next four weeks. I'm making these massive career changes and, you know, life is still kind of going on. The kids still have activities. So I I probably should have just said, you know what? Hey, we'll stick to our one cookie recipe this year. Maybe in the future we'll do it, whatever. Or I should have said, you know, we'll buy this, but no promises that we're going to make this. Um, All these recipes by Christmas. We'll, we'll try a new recipe maybe once a month over the course of a year. But whatever. I mean, honestly, he doesn't care. Who really cares about this? Me. So um, start small. Be realistic. Now, when this applies to home organization, I've always advised my clients to start small when tackling a home organization project. That means one drawer or one box or one small project at a time. Um, If you are a professional organizer out there listening to this, you can relate to this. A lot of times, especially if you have a brand new client that's never worked with you before or has never hired a professional organizer, a lot of times we have clients and they'll say, "Um, hey, I need my kitchen pantry done. I need my garage done, my kitchen, and then my master bedroom closet. And they don't, they don't, it's not because they, they are just, you know, slave drivers, it's because they just don't know how much time organizing actually takes. So to give you a general idea from a professional organizer standpoint, when I go into a home and do an assessment or any of my my team of organizers do, generally speaking, in a four-hour session, we can get a 
normal pantry done. And we're very thorough with this because to some people that might think you might think like, wow, that's pretty slow for a pantry. But I mean, we're just checking expiration dates. Maybe we're putting packages of flour and sugar into containers and labeling it. So for just to kind of put things into perspective, four hours um, is about the size of a pantry, a kitchen pantry. Most people don't want to spend four hours organizing. So that's why I'm saying if when it comes to home organization and you're doing it and if you're new to it or it's not something that comes naturally to you, be realistic and start small. It is okay to do one small thing at a time. And I do recommend that you stick to one room. So if you're going to focus on your kitchen, start with like one drawer, one cabinet at a time, declutter those, go through the four steps, and then maybe the next time you're ready to organize, move on to the next drawer and cabinet cabinet right next to it so that you feel like you're making some progress. So be realistic, start small, my very first tip. All right, my next tip. I want you to schedule your day. I do this every single day. I do this on down days. Days where I'm like, you know what? I don't have a ton of stuff going on today. I still schedule out my day. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean like I'm writing everything down like from 9 to 11. I'm going to watch like Real Housewives on Bravo. No. I mean, it means, okay, I still have some things that need to get done today. Maybe I need to go run a couple of errands. Maybe I need to take the, you know, dry cleaning. Maybe I need to um, go tidy up a, a space in my room. Maybe we need to go out in the backyard and pick up dog poop. Whatever it is. I know that there are some things that I need to get in my day. So on busy days, it really keeps me on track. So when I'm going from 5.30 a.m. until 9.30 at night and I have a jam-packed day, scheduling out my day keeps me on task and it keeps me very productive. It keeps me from not pulling my hair out. I always schedule an appropriate amount of travel time if I'm running around doing a lot of different things around the city. So that way I'm not super stressed. So scheduling my day on busy days keeps me sane and not stressed. Scheduling my day on non-busy days still helps me feel like, okay, I got some downtime and I'm, you know, feeling super productive still and felt like I got a couple of things knocked off my list before the week starts or, you know, I hit another busy day. So schedule your day. If you use a paper calendar, just kind of jot some stuff down. Or if you use a digital calendar, put stuff, some stuff in it. Um, if you have, have ever felt like this, like, do you know that movie Groundhog Day? If you're not familiar with it, scheduling your day helps against this. I, when I was a stay-at-home mom, when my two older children were younger, I really <laughs> suffered from this, like that movie Groundhog Day. This is a movie where this guy starts his day at the same exact time, like his alarm goes off, and the same exact things happen every day. And I kind of felt like that um, in, in my earlier years as a mom, I didn't ever feel like I was being very productive. I just felt like I was kind of like this hamster 
on a wheel just kind of spinning out of control and I never felt like I was quite productive. What I learned is that when I schedule out my day, I'm much, much more productive. So if you feel like that, try implementing this into your um, your week and see if that helps you kind of feel a little bit more productive. Okay, my next tip on being productive is block off your activities. All right, again, I'm going over to my time buckets. What are my time buckets? This is part of my time management journal where I tell you, you have all of these different areas of your life. You have family, you have work, you have social hobby, you have physical, you have financial, you have home and you have quiet time. Whether you want all of these things in your life or not, you have these things as a part of your life as a human being living on this earth. So stick with me here. What do I mean about blocking off your time? I want you to learn how to be present and give 100%. So when you were spending time as a family, I want you to be 100% present in spending that time with your family. This means putting down your cell phone. This means sometimes turning off the television. When you are at work, this is something that I have learned now that my work is primarily out of my home, I have a work schedule for myself. Granted, it's one that I create for myself as a self-employed person, but my family knows when I am working, they are to leave me alone. It is as if I have left to go to a job elsewhere. They're not going to ask me where the new jar of peanut butter is. They're not going to, you know, barge in and tattletale on each other. They are going to leave me alone because I am focused on my work. It doesn't mean I'm working eight hours from my house. Sometimes I work in one or two hour blocks, but that is my time that I have blocked off during my day so that I can be 100% present and productive. So you can also do this, like if you're spending time with friends, here's my kind of pet peeve with this. Like, I mean, I am a very social person. I have the most amazing friends on the planet. I love my friends. But what I can't stand about my friends sometimes is when we have made plans to spend time with each other and go to dinner, take a trip or do something. And then my friend is on her cell phone the entire time. And some, you know, I have some friends that are very business or excuse me, very busy business people. And so they are running a company or something um, or whatever. But the thing is, I'm like, well, you know, I thought we were spending time together and trying to be social. So if you are even spending time in a social aspect, just be aware of this, like put down your cell phone, be present with your friends, be present with the people that have chosen to carve out some time in their busy schedule to spend with you. So block off your activities, be present, give 100%, and put away the cell phone for heaven's sake. That will help you feel a little bit more productive. So when you are walking away from that activity, whether it be work or you know spending time with people you love, you feel like you got the most out of it. All right. So next tip, I want you to create a routine. 
Now, for those of you who are like the fly by the seat of your pants, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be that rigid. Routines are just made for rigid people that are not fun. And let me tell you something. One thing that I have realized is that when I implement some discipline and routine in my life, it actually gives me a lot more freedom. So back to the work thing, I don't want to work eight hours a day, five days a week. I don't. I would rather work mm, two to four hours a day, six days a week, and be a lot more productive. You know, I don't feel like I'm at my most productive self when I've been sitting or doing something for eight hours. That's me. You know, you may be different. It's not a judgment thing. It's just we are different. So what I've had to realize in my life is that I need to create a routine. And what does a routine do? A routine tells you what to do next. So if you create a routine, just like a general daily routine, like, I mean, some of us have them naturally. We wake up, we take a shower, we brush our teeth, we put our clothes on, right? I mean, if you think about it, you have some natural routines in your life already. So if you kind of add on that and you're like, okay, so when I wake up, maybe before I go take the shower, I make it a routine to get some physical exercise. Or after, you know, I get the kids off to school, this is going to be my time for um, to do some journaling and quiet time, or this is going to be my most productive hour for work, whatever it is, like, look at your natural routines and add on them. Uh, again, a routine is just a series of things so that you know what to do next, so that you don't kind of feel like you're floundering out there and then you get frustrated and like, oh, I only have an hour, so I don't want to get started on that project because I'll never get it finished. And we go into these whole mind games in our own head. Just set up a routine for yourself. You can do it based on like a daytime routine versus an evening routine. You can do a weekend versus a weekday, whatever it is. I kind of have to do one where it's like summertime versus when kids are in school. I get, I do get a little stressed, like when it's coming up, like, okay, it's almost summertime. I know I have to change my work routine. It's okay. I just kind of work it out, figure out what works for best for my family and I, and then I get a summer routine. And then a couple of months later, I'm back to my kids in school work routine. A note on this, and I know a lot of people like this. I know one person in particular that is in my family. And if she listens to this podcast, she will know. Um, if you do get into routine, have a little flexibility because then you do become that very rigid person. So don't have a routine that is so inflexible that you can't do anything else or if it doesn't happen the way that you wanted to, it causes a massive amount of anxiety. Too much routine can cause stress if you're not on it, if you don't keep some flexibility in it. So a routine should have some flexibility. It should not be the super solid, rigid plan. And if it doesn't happen the way that it's supposed to happen, then it just throws you into like a whole thing where you're anxious and tears are coming. And because like I said, I know someone like this in my life. So have a routine, allow it to be flexible, 
And again, a routine will tell you what to do next. That's what the the point of it is. It's just another tool that we're using in our life. All right, my next tip, and this is primarily for the home bucket. If you've seen me on social media or on my website, I have something I call the three daily tasks. And this is just three daily tasks that I encourage everyone to implement in your life. I generally have this focus on my home bucket because I still have two kids at home. I have three kids total. One is in the military. Um, Two of my kiddos are at home still. I have a a husband with a very busy career and life gets super, super crazy. And then our house gets super, super crazy. So I have three daily tasks that I do every single day. One is I make my bed. The second, I try to get one load of laundry done, and that means into the washer. At some point during my day, it gets into the dryer, and then I try to fold it and put it away. So at least one load of laundry is getting done daily. Um, My husband and I both have a routine after dinner. We get the family involved during a 20-minute tidy, but we make sure that kitchen is done during um, the evening routine. So I have bed, laundry, and kitchen, a note on the bed. Um, I just feel like making your bed is just a really good habit to have for yourself. I do make it every day. And let me tell you, I have a husband that works swing shift. So he generally doesn't get home until 1 a.m. So he sleeps in a lot later than I do. And guess what? I still go at like 11 or 12 o'clock during the day and I still make up my bed. So don't get all stressed out if like your routine is not like get up at 5.30 a.m. every morning, both you and your spouse. It's okay if you make your bed at noon. It's okay if it's three or four o'clock in the afternoon. It's okay. These rules that you set for yourself, again, they don't have to be so rigid. So if making your bed does nothing for you, it's not your thing, implement something else. But I highly encourage you have three daily tasks that you can do every day. So even when life is crazy, for the most part, I can get these three daily things done. And I feel like it just kind of keeps helps me keep up with my house so that it doesn't get totally out of control. So whatever those three daily things are, I encourage you to have three daily tasks that you do every single day, seven days a week. All right, my next tip. Create a home for every item in your home. This is part of my step two, which is create a zone. A zone is like your kitchen zone, like you have natural zones in your house, right? You have a place where you shower, so that would be your bathroom. So that's where your hygiene products go. That's where maybe your, you know, makeup and lotions and all of that go into your bathroom because that is the zone where you get ready in the morning. Where do you make your coffee and get your breakfast? It's in your kitchen generally. So that is a natural zone. So take the natural zones that you have that you use during your normal routine through your normal day and add upon that. So whatever activities that you are wanting to do or your family's wanting to do throughout your house, create zones for those. Create a homework zone for your kids. So they, when they come in after school, they know where their pencils and the crayons and the glue and all of that stuff are for them to accomplish their homework. Um, a meal prep zone is something else. 
you know, whether it be um, cooking and preparing a meal for dinner or a lot of times people, a very popular thing nowadays is to do the meal planning where you cook several meals ahead and you, you know, put them in the fridge and the freezer to eat later. That's another thing that really is helpful on um, creating a home for every item in your home. Um, the other thing is with when you do do a tidy or cleanup, I use a 20 minute tie a 20 minute tidy to help with my family. Like we put everything away when your home is set up where everything has a place where it belongs and makes it possible because otherwise when we're tidying up and putting stuff away, if your family doesn't know where the stuff goes or you don't know, what are you going to do? It's going to go into a quote unquote junk drawer or a, I've seen these junk room where stuff just gets piled because nobody knows where it's supposed to go. So create a home for every item in your home. This will save you time and it saves you money because you'll know where to find stuff. Okay, I'm on to my last tip. And my last tip is my number one tip. My last tip may sound silly to some people. I am telling you, this is something that I use all of the time. It's something I have told every single one of my clients over the past eight years, multiple times over and over and over to implement into their own life. And my last tip to you is to use a timer. I'll give you an example. Again, going into this holiday season, life was crazy. My house was crazy. I was walking around my house and I was still finding like swim stuff. We're talking about it's a December. I'm still finding like swim stuff out. And I'm like, this stuff hasn't even been put away. When life gets crazy, sometimes it's our house. That's the first thing that gets out of whack. So what I have been focusing on for the past week, and it's been so helpful, is I spend one hour of my day, I figured out because I'm tired of my house being nuts, one hour of my day, and I just focus on cleaning something. I actually set my timer for one hour, and I pick a spot, and I'm just, and I'm cleaning, and I'm decluttering, wiping stuff down, dusting, mopping, vacuuming, whatever I can get done in one hour. And then the next day I pick another area and I put my timer on and I do it again for another hour. And let me tell you, this has made the biggest progress in the, and made the biggest impact in my home um, is to get this done. Because like I said, it has been an insanely crazy year for us. And so spending one hour just focused on one area of my home has helped immensely. So even though it kind of sounds like a little silly, like timer is something that you use for kids or what kindergarten teachers do, it's not. We can all use this technique of using a timer. Um, A few things about using a timer is that it keeps you focused Um, there's something really weird that happens psychologically when you know a timer's dinging and you're like, oh my gosh, I only have an hour. You work quicker. You stay. It forces you to focus. You stay present. You start to make decisions like, okay, I'm not going to have enough time to run this back to, you know, the back bedroom. I'll just put it over here. And then when my timer dings, I'll go run and put it away. So 
there's just something about like creating that natural pressure on yourself that really helps you stay productive and get something done. You don't have to use one hour. Um, I'm only doing one hour through the end of the year until I get my home like back to where it should be. Um, Generally speaking, I encourage clients to use um, a timer for about 20 minutes uh, when they're doing different tasks and stuff because the, the average adult attention span is about is a little less than 20 minutes. Like if you Google this, you'll see all of the most famous speeches um, that have ever been given the most you know influential speeches are always about like 18 minutes long. And so there's a science behind this. So generally speaking, 20 minutes, um, you can still get very um, a lot done. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier in this episode about when you look at your life and you're like, I only have an hour. Well, you know what? Use your timer. Find a project, use your timer, set it to one hour. Or if you have 20 minutes, set it to 20 minutes, whatever it is, and focus. Get focused. Um, if you have to put your your phone on airplane mode to keep you um, from having distractions and getting notifications, do whatever you have to do. But my number one tip in being productive is to use a timer. Okay, that concludes this podcast episode. I want you to remember to be your own champion. Give yourself some praise. And don't forget your quiet time bucket. What's your quiet time bucket? This is whether you're a spiritual person, a religious person, whatever it is, if you just like to meditate, I do want you to remember that it is imperative, it is important, it is good for your mental and physical and spiritual health to give yourself some quiet time. So whatever that means to you, in this crazy life that we all live, take a deep breath and just give yourself a little bit of quiet time. If you have any questions, please send them to me. My email address is oneorganizedmama and it's M-A-M-A at gmail.com. You can also find One Organized Mama on Facebook and Instagram. Share this episode with a friend. If you have topics about productivity, time management, home organization that you'd like me to cover, send me your ideas. I love hearing from you guys. I thank you so much for being so supportive and listening to my podcast.